Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Whether you realize it or not, your military experience has equipped you with the mindset and soft skills needed to succeed as a business owner. Many veterans leave the military longing for a career with stability, flexibility, and even the potential to be your own boss. Ben Burt is an Army veteran who knew very little about franchise ownership when he transitioned out of the military. He considered a career in the medical field based on his military background, but quickly realized that his top priority was finding a career that would allow him the flexibility to spend more time with his family and be there for all of their important milestones, which is what led him to becoming a franchise owner. As a fiber new franchise owner, Ben gets to make his own schedule and work with customers in a variety of essential industries to repair everything from medical furniture to boat and aircraft interiors and more. Ben has experienced quick success from a business perspective, but he's also found a sense of camaraderie similar to the military among his fellow franchise owners. In this episode, Ben discusses his military background and how it prepared him to become a business owner, as well as the importance of letting your values guide your post-military career path. If you have any questions about this episode or ideas for a future topic, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Ben. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about your background beyond what I've just been able to gather from, you know, your LinkedIn profile and what I've seen online. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Just tell us a little bit about you know, your education, background, and your military career. Okay, sure. Um, I just uh, retired this year from the Army after 26 years. Um, Spent most of that uh, in the infantry, uh, airborne, special ops. And then um, as I transitioned, I was looking for a, um, we had to, basically made a family decision to pivot into business. Um, Before that, I was looking at medicine and uh, my degree actually is in uh, pre-dental, but wasn't the best move for me to be a geographical bachelor for four more years after retiring. So we pivoted into business. Um, I started looking at franchising as an opportunity after talking with uh, several of my uh, fellow soldiers who have retired and and had gotten into business. Uh, So I was able to leverage networking. And then the VA was very uh, helpful in the vocational rehab piece. Um, they linked me in with uh, a franchising opportunities for veterans. It's an organization that screens uh, franchises and kind of uh, finds, they interview us and find out what our interests are, what our values are, and they try to match us with uh, franchises that kind of fit us. And for me, um, the best franchise that fit me was uh, Fibernew. So we do uh, leather, vinyl, and plastic repair and restoration. Um, I did a, our heart opening on the franchise was uh, 1 May. And uh, it's, you know, been a great experience for me thus far. And we're six, seven months in, and uh, the business has been everything I'd wanted it to be. Um, And key for me, as far as values coming out of the Army and being gone for most of the last 15 years, uh, I really wanted to be able to schedule around my family and be there for the family. So we, um, we've been able to do that. Um, I make all the tennis matches and soccer games and, and uh, basketball games and pick them up from practice and, and school when I need to. And working for myself for a change has been really awesome. Uh, so whenever I need to, to schedule around the family, I just talk to the boss and I'm generally, I always say yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, I've talked to a few other franchise owners on this podcast, and that actually does seem to be the common theme is just 
really getting to be your own boss. And I know that's something that sounds great to all of us. I mean, everybody who wouldn't want to be their own boss. Like you just said, you ask the boss if you can have time off and you always say yes. So who wouldn't want that? But I'm wondering if when you were um, kind of researching the business ownership path, was it ever a thought in your mind or had you done any research on potentially starting your own business? So not going the franchise route, but building something from the ground up. Uh, I had looked into that, yes. Um, and where I kind of, and it may be different for everybody, but I didn't have any background in business. Um, you know, the few jobs that I'd had uh, in high school and before I joined the Army um, didn't give me any insight into to how to structure a business and run that. So for me, the franchising model, uh, when I compared it to, you know, just doing like a a, a simple business, like a, a lawn and landscaping uh, business, um, just the, the the scalability and the margins uh, for me, it way the numbers told me that franchising, particularly with Fiber New, was a, a much better way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so you mentioned that you knew um, several other people from your time in the military who had also transitioned into the role of a franchise owner, and then you had uh-huh. that vocational program that taught you about it. Was there any other sort of research that you did before deciding on Fiber New specifically? Well, yes, but as part of uh, uh, the Franchising Opportunities for Veterans program, um, they gave me three, actually it was four franchises to look at. And then I you know, started digging into the, the business models and the, and the numbers and startup costs, structures, uh, marketability in my area. And uh, and for me, Fiber New, you know, kind of stood out. It, initially, I'd never even heard of Fiber New, um, had no experience in leather and vinyl repair and restoration so it wasn't really had never even come up on my radar but mm-hmm. as i started to run the numbers um it just made a lot of sense i could i could immediately start the business uh, out of the home um and i could scale it cash flow scaling up um and and with the business model for fiber new it's it's profitable enough that you can do it as a part-time hobby in under 40 hours a week or you can scale it up to some of our franchises. Uh, and as I did the validation process, and I, I talked to several franchise owners, and some of them had scaled up to, you know, buying extra territories, getting six or seven techs on board, um, and it, it's whatever your market and what what you're willing to put into it, uh, and what you and what it, what fits your life. Um, mm-hmm. So that's for me right now. You know, I'm I'm in six seven months, and I'm doing very well on my own. I had a tech um, for a. For two or three months, that was very helpful to have that extra set of hands. I was able to do more volume uh, as far as business-wise goes. Um, and unfortunately, he had to move back down to South Carolina. So, um, you know, it's just right now in this market, it's hard to hire, uh, you know, techs. So, mm-hmm. but but that's the nice thing about Fibernew is it's it's resi- re- it's recession resistant. It's COVID resistant. Um, and at the end of the day, I can still generate revenue on my own. So. Um, what were some of like when you were doing all of your research, you know, I know obviously flexibility was important to you and you mentioned mm-hmm. startup costs and things like that. Were there any other must haves that when you were thinking about um, what franchise opportunity is going to be right for me? Did you have a list of things that you were specifically looking for? Um, yeah, so the, the this for me, number one was being able to schedule my time around the family uh, and not travel. Two was lower startup costs. Three was something that I could um basically do out of the out of the house um, which kind of contributes into the lower startup costs because i didn't have to have 
you know, real estate, uh, brick and mortar location. Um, so th those were the three primaries. And then for me also, you know, I, I like working with my hands um, and I like seeing the results of my work. Like when I, I'm, a, I'm a tinker at home by nature. So, um, you know, when I fix, I like, I enjoy fixing things. So with Fiber New, you know, you, you come into something that's torn or messed up and um, you figure out how to make it look good again. Um, mm -hmm. So you immediately have that immediate feedback of, of uh, the results of your labor. You know, I know that there are a lot of misconceptions out there about owning franchises. And I think maybe when people hear about owning a franchise, they don't even think about something like what you're doing. Like, for instance, you said you had never even heard of Fiber New prior to. I think a lot mm. of people think of franchises and they think of like a McDonald's or yeah. a Subway or, you know, even just um, like there's, of course, just thousands of franchises out there. And so I think some of the ones that people think of more readily are ones that seem maybe a little bit less appealing. Um, did you feel like when you were going through the process and when you had first thought about potentially opening up a franchise, did you feel that you had any sort of misconceptions about it? Or do you think that you kind of had a good grasp on it and it always seemed appealing to you because of the fact that you knew other franchise owners? No, I, I mean, I knew nothing about franchising. So yeah, I had the same misconceptions of you, you think franchising, you think fast food restaurants, you think restaurants um, in general. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's so many different small business models out there. Um, you know, if you can, honestly, if you can think of a, a job or especially in the service industry, um, if you can think of something out there, there's probably a franchise that helps support it. Now, some franchises are better than others. Um, mm -hmm. And you just kind of, that's where you have to kind of dig in and learn more about the business model um, and then learn how to run the numbers. Um, and again, I, I didn't have a background in business, uh, but, you know, I, I was used to um, from the army and my experiences there budgeting, um, cost analysis, um, and then, you know, s scheduling and how to run, uh, you know, project management stuff. So it, it, that all that kind of contributed to my ability to understand and quickly pick up um, some of the business acumen that I needed to to make an informed decision basically mm -hmm. on the franchise. Yeah, so you've talked about it a little bit um, just in terms of what you guys do. But if if I was just someone who had never heard of Fiber New, I guess what would be like your elevator pitch about what the company does? Yeah, so Fiber New um, is, I mean, it's leather, vinyl and plastic repair and restoration in a nutshell. But it's things that you wouldn't even think of uh, when you think leather and vinyl, you probably think furniture, some automotive, but uh, those are only two of the six industries that we really cover. So we do aviation, RV, uh, home repairs, final siding with the home repairs. Um, with the RVs, it's not only the seating, but uh, the linoleum floors. Um, and then we cover the medical industries. So um, all the treatment chairs and tables you see in doctor's offices, all those have to be repaired and restored from time to time, especially with the harsh chemicals. So medical is a big one for us. Um, I do boats as well. And that's one of the fun things about this job is um, I get to play with other people's toys once in a while. So, um, <laughs> you know, I get to get, get to get into very nice RVs and boats. Um, haven't done an airplane yet, but I'm hoping to get that uh, checked off the block here soon, but um, it's it's not the same thing every day, and you would be surprised at how much stuff has vinyl, plastic, and leather in it, and 
for me, it's been, you know, fun to learn how to repair it and to restore it. Um, old pieces of furniture, making them look new again and giving them fresh life. Um, oftentimes, most of my customers have a story behind that piece of furniture. It's been handed down two or three generations. Um, and, that, you know, they want it to look good again and hand it off to their children or grandchildren. So uh, for us, that's that's what Fiber News has been for me so far. It's interesting because when you describe all of the things that you're doing and repairing, I bet it has to sometimes be for you to look back and think about what your background is. So you mentioned, you know, you had a medical background. You could have, you said dental, right? Yeah, that was the area I was was looking into. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting now to see where you are. I'm sure this just isn't even something that you would have pictured yourself doing, but it sounds like you're really enjoying it. Yes, I am. I, I feel pretty blessed that because, um, you know, two years ago I, I had a, a set course and, um, you know, my wife and I and she's been with me for, you know, 15 years of deployments and trips. And um, she, she and I had a good conversation. Uh, and she kind of let me know what she felt. And, um, you know, relocating for me to go to grad school wasn't something she really wanted to do. She was very comfortable in her job and where the kids were at school. So, um you know, the, the deal was uh, 15 years ago, she'd give me, you know, 10 years on the teams and then the next 10 years were um, for the family. So I kept up my end of the deal and we pivoted into business and I mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier with it, that decision. Um, and again, like part of the stuff that I, when I was, uh, I went up to the STAR program uh, with the VA at, at McGuire in Richmond and uh, awesome program. And part of that, the rehabilitation stuff there was, kind of identifying what my values were and, you know, knowing those and having those uh, codified ahead of time made the the business search much more clear for me because I understood what my goals uh, were and I understood what was important to me in that process. So mm-hmm. I was able to match the business that fit my values um, as opposed to, you know, kind of trying different things out and finding out what I didn't like and what I wanted. I, I knew that going in and uh, that was a huge help. And I'd recommend that to anybody that's looking, uh, when they look to transition, um, absolutely, you know, f- dig deep and, and there's plenty of programs out there that help veterans uh, figure out what those values are. But, uh, when they, when you know that going in, it makes your decision-making, uh, so much, so much easier. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point you bring up because, you know, as I'm thinking about this, a lot of times, especially when you're transitioning out of the military and you have no idea what you want to do, everyone says, well, what what are you passionate about? And so for you, if someone had asked you that, you probably wouldn't have said you were passionate about repairing vinyl. But then you have <laughs> but you brought up these other things about how you get to help people and you get to help them restore um furniture or any other articles that they would like to pass on to other family members, you get to hear the stories about it. And so it's so much more than that. And so when you connect it to your values, I think that um, becomes an easier conversation than what are you passionate about? Because, you know, that's a little bit harder sometimes to answer. And it's a little bit overwhelming when you're thinking about all these career opportunities. Sometimes people want to do something that you know, is really flashy and exciting, but um, when you narrow it down to your values, then that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, because, and I I can say it for me, yes, I was, I was passionate about the military. um, And when that season in my life uh, was winding down, you know, medicine seemed to be the the natural progression for me, because I was also passionate about that. Um, 
but then when that, you know, when I had to pivot into business, you, you look at all the different options in business and like, that's a hard question to, to answer. Like, well, what am I passionate about and can I make money at it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but starting from that lens of, well, what are my values? And for me, you know, family, uh, above all this chapter of my life. So, um, and that's twofold, right? You, you, either you can be at home all the time or you can make money. Um, but finding that right combination of the t- uh, time at home and being able to make enough money to, to support the family and provide, uh, still, um, that was, you know, that was a, a touchy subject for right. you know, several months mm-hmm. when I finally figured that out. Um, you know, and, and, you know, thankfully fiber news, one of those, um, businesses, it's, it's a, a almost like a team and camaraderie, uh, similar to what I experienced in the military, uh, which is interesting because, you know, the business and corporates up in Canada, uh, very few, they, they are very friendly to veterans, but those folks, uh, just have like small hometown values and they want everybody to succeed. And every franchise owner I talked to in the process was all about that. So that really spoke to me having that team atmosphere. Um, cause I've talked to so many friends who just kind of jumped into what it was available and, more times than not, the biggest thing they were discontent about was that there was no family or team atmosphere like there was in the military. Mm-hmm. So um, I was able to find a, a business and a group of folks that, you know, uh, were pretty close for me for that uh, that type of camaraderie and, um, you know, single purpose um, of success. And I do. Yeah. And I think that um, beyond that, too, it's that everybody who is within the franchise system, you're inevitably going to be more passionate about that because you are a business owner at the end of the day versus if you're just working for some company or corporation. A lot of people are just, you know, going going to work every day, getting it over with. They're not necessarily going to be a champion and passionate about the company. And um, so that's kind of what you have with the franchise is that you guys all have one common purpose. I'm sure you're always there to help each other out if people have questions or want to bounce ideas off of someone for what worked for them. Um, so you're inevitably going to get more of that camaraderie than you most likely would at any, you know, any given company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that's, and that's important. I mean, we, we all, we all kind of talk about that and, and we've all been in, you know, units where the command climate is not great and you feel like you're you know, at times punching that clock because your your motivation, loyalty to the units kind of been degraded by a command team that maybe isn't in line with your values and what you're what's important to you. And then, you know, that that fluctuates into great command teams where you um, are passionate about the unit and it, they do, you know, that that command climate does foster that team building development and business is much the same way. So mm-hmm. um and then that's what I hope to do as a small business owner is build a team around me and associate folks uh, that, that share those same values with me and hopefully foster a command climate that I always wanted to when I was in the army. So, Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned every day is a little bit different and you're serving so many different industries and types of products. But is there any sort of like if you could just give us a peek into what a typical day looks like for you? Are there certain things that you're always doing or um, is it truly just different every day? Um, well, no, I say, so in my market for my franchise, um, I would say automotive, uh, is about 40% of my business, uh, furniture is about 40%. Um, and then seasonally RVs in the summer was, I was doing two or three jobs a week on RVs that's slowed down towards the fall and winter now. 
um boats again in the sp in the spring and summer were big um that's slowed down a little bit um but now i'm uh vinyl sidings picking up because people are trying to get um you know their homes restored after some storm damage or whatever from so that's that started to pick up um and um the medical uh the medical industry is picking up again for me too because um and that's something that i'm trying to, to foster more and get more of my uh, business into the medical uh, realm but yeah so on a typical week um now my my territory is kind of spread out um you know i'm from the i-95 corridor uh, outside Fayetteville, fort bragg in the east all the way out to pinehurst carthage in the west so it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour to drive from one side to the other so i try to schedule jobs um, you know, I'll do one or two days on Pinehurst and Southern Pines. I'll do, you know, two or three days a week in uh, Fayetteville, but I could be, you know, I'll work on a car in the morning on a Monday, piece of furniture in the afternoon. Um, and then we do most of our work on site. Um, you know, then I might, I might have a bigger piece of furniture I'm trying to restore. So I'll take that back to the shop and work on it all of Tuesday. Um, then I might go do a boat on Wednesday morning um medical um medical furniture on uh wednesday afternoon and um then again you know and more furniture on thursday and friday so um it, it just yeah it does kind of vary and then you know as jobs come in um that varies what i'm trying to do now is i'm at that stage in my business where i'm trying to develop more business to business contacts and have like those recurring jobs with uh different restaurants um you know repairing leather and vinyl seats and chairs booths uh, in the restaurants as well to add that into, um, add that into my recurring business. So. Do you find that you really enjoy doing all of this hands-on work yourself? I know that you mentioned you had someone who worked for you that had to move on due to relocation, um, issues. So do you see yourself continuing to do the, be the boots on the ground and do a lot of the hands-on work, or do you plan on um kind of building up a team and having people do that for you no i i, I absolutely am planning on building a team um and then that gets, opens up options for me right so my five-year plan um is to have my I'm, I'm very confident my market can support two full-time techs uh that, that are fully trained and can work independent jobs independently mm -hmm. and then an uh you know an office manager so at that point, um, you know, th then I can kind of cherry pick the jobs that are really interesting to me. Um, at that point, my children will be finishing up high school. So that, you know, that may, depending on, you know, where I'm at uh, with the family life too, I may have more time to devote to the job, uh, may have less. But I mean, at that point, I could hand it over and be a, a business owner and absentee and just check in, uh, you know, weekly or daily to make decisions and kind of oversee things, but um, it can run itself on the day-to-day, day-to-day uh, scale. How about um, in terms of locations, do you ever see yourself branching out and expanding your territory? Well, uh, so probably not here around Fayetteville, uh, Fort Bragg, but um, my wife and I, we've always kind of had it uh, for the last 10 years. We've got several friends that have retired around Johnson City, Tennessee, and I've kept my eye on that area as well. So what I do foresee as a potential option is um, I'll start up a franchise there and branch out and hopefully have, you know, the two different geographically located franchises. Um, mm -hmm. And then I can develop that in Johnson City and then again, again, have the office manager to run the day to day here at Fort Bragg. 
and uh, and run both territories. I mean, the income stream, once I get it running on a day to day basis by itself, um, will be there and it just requires decision making. That's only a you know four and a half hour drive. So that that is something that, um, you know, we're strongly looking at probably by around year five. Once I've got this uh, this business up and running work and uh, support itself on a day to day basis. And that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about fiber news. You can scale it however you need. I mean, you you can run um, a franchise, you know, as a part time guy is, is making a, ho- a hobby that makes money uh, and under 40 hours a week. Um, you know, if you've structured it the way where you have lower overhead, because the the unless you're financing, uh, you know, a whole bunch up front, there's not a lot of startup costs compared to many other franchises. But if you keep your overhead low up front, you can you really don't have to work that much. Um, and so or you can scale it up to where I know our franchise in Myrtle Beach. Uh, last time I checked, uh, they had just bought an, uh, an adjacent territory and they to encompass North Myrtle Beach. And they've got six techs, three of them that work full time at automotive dealerships. Um, and then, you know, the other three do other um, the other types of industries around that area. So. Yeah, that's very scalable. Well, and I think it's great just listening to you talk about it because the thing that the common theme throughout all of this is just the uh, like incredible amount of opportunity that's available to you. So, whereas a lot of people, you know, you ask them, you mentioned your five year plan. A lot of times, if you ask someone their five year plan, especially if they're working in a corporate role, they probably don't really have any idea. (laughs) So, it's nice, and I'm sure you would agree with this, it's nice to feel like you have um, some control and really in this type of role, like you said, the harder you work and the more you want to scale it, you're able to. Yeah, absolutely. What has been the most rewarding thing about owning this business? The most rewarding? Um, yeah, it goes back to my values again. For, for me, um, having that flexibility as a business owner and being my own boss. Um, I mean, this summer, I took uh, a week off in June and a week off in July to take my son to uh, Boy Scout camp. And so, um, you know, I, I schedule my jobs on, on days where they have uh, games. Uh, I'm done by, you know, 3 p.m. so I can go be at their games. Um, you know, that was something, you know, as, as a veteran, it was probably what, three years ago? It's just I was starting to look at retirement and uh, get that process going. Um, my daughter came to me and she said, hey, dad, if you're if you're home for my birthday next year, you'll be batting 500. So <laughs> and she was 12. She was 12 at the time. And I was uh, I mean, that as a dad uh, and a soldier that kind of cuts you right to the core. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that that was one of the things that really kind of clarified for me what my values are. So uh, and so, you know, thankfully, uh, over the last three years, now I'm, now I'm over 500. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. And again, back to your values, like you said, I, I think obviously everyone's um, situation is a little bit different. Some people listening probably don't have families, but if that's something that you're considering in the future, then being able to have this um, autonomy over your schedule and the opportunity to have a large amount of income and even something that you said earlier with this being, um, I think you said recession resistant or recession proof, um, which is a good thing too. I mean, obviously you just don't know. I mean, the nature of work, I don't see it necessarily going back to, I guess, the way it was anytime soon. So Mm -hmm. it's nice that you still have this opportunity and it sounds like that's the way it's going to be for others if they, you know, choose to take advantage of a franchise opportunity with Fiber New or really any other franchise. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and as I was going through that process, I mean, COVID was still uh, going through the validation process and, and you know, doing the, the initial portions to get the franchise, uh, one to get approved and then all that. Uh, COVID was still in full swing. So being able to sit in and listen to how different franchise owners around the country um, were, because we cover so many industries, they were able to pivot into different different industries and what their normal base was. And the flexibility of that uh, kept a lot of the, you know, a lot of the franchises uh, profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when a lot, you know, a year, two, a year and a half to two years ago, um, you know, a lot of businesses were str- small businesses, especially were struggling. So whereas, you know, the fiber new uh, folks were able to, to pivot and, and reshape their market uh, in their area to, to deal with what was going on. So yeah, recession, COVID it's, it's pretty flexible and that's, that's yeah. good. So, um, I know you've mentioned like if some of the homework that you did before buying into the fiber new franchise, but is there anything that you've learned since in terms of um, like books, podcasts, webinars, anything that you think would be helpful for someone who's listening to this and wants to learn more about maybe even just franchising in general, not even specific to fiber new, but just what does it mean Mm -hmm. to be a franchisee and why should I pursue this type of opportunity? Yeah. I mean, there's, um, I was actually surprised at how many, you know, periodicals are out there on franchising, uh, and in business in general. So, um, I, I, I listened to a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different, uh, read a lot of different books. Um, so uh, there's plenty of resources out there. And then for veterans, you know, with the VA, um, l- really leverage your vocational rehab folks and every, any, every, every base for active duty, um, the soldier support center, um, they can tie you in with vocational rehab stuff. There's plenty of opportunities out there to educate yourself and, and whatever field ministry you're looking for, take advantage of those. That was, for me, that was one of the biggest things, um, you know, that the boots to business program, some folks just kind of roll their eyes and like, okay, I got to get through this. But, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're really looking at business, um, you know, th- those assets are out there and, um, why not take advantage of them? Mm-hmm. How do you think that your time in the military, whether it was, um, you know, your your core values that you brought from the military or just some of the experience and life lessons that you gained there, how do you think that that prepared you to be successful as a franchise owner? Wow. Um, so I, I can, yeah, I can really speak to that, um, especially from now that I'm the seat that I'm sitting in these days is as a business owner looking to hire people. So, and I've interviewed, uh, you know, three or four different folks um, to take on positions, but the military, just the simple stuff that we take for granted, um, being the right place, the right time, the right uniform. If you can do that, you automatically set yourself above 50% of the other folks in the, in the workforce out there because you're dependable and you have a sense of professionalism that immediately you know, separates you from your peers. So um, just that simple portion. And then depending on what your experiences are in the military, for me, um, you know, project management, uh, running operations um, gave me a lot of assets and I had several different offers. Um, again, working in the corporate world, that was something that I was looking to do. Um, we have a lot of different skills that once you learn how to translate those uh, into the, the, the business jargon for uh, on LinkedIn and your profiles and your resumes, um, you're, you're, you're a lot more marketable than you think. Mm-hmm. And I know Fiber New itself is not necessarily 
associated with, um, you know, being a, a brand for veterans. Um, it's not built around that by any means, but for you as a veteran yourself and knowing the value that others can bring to the table, is that something that you are actively pursuing as you're hiring for your own business? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, and I mean, I'm saying this because uh, from try, uh, trying to be as objective as possible, like Fiber New, I think, is a great fit for veterans. Um, mm-hmm. There are other franchises out there, but um, Fiber New is, is really versatile. And I think for folks that are, I'm not unique in the values that I had coming out of the military. Um, and if th- that's what they're looking for um, to get out of the, the normal, hey, military contracting is, is an option. But if you're looking to get away from from that and try something new uh, and get into business for yourself. Um, yeah, I, I'm the the pool that I'm looking to, you know, hire from um, and to help support um, is veterans coming out of the military. Because again, because one, we speak the same language. Two, I know they can be in the right place, right time, right uniform and have a professional demeanor. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually working, trying to uh, make some inroads with Fort Bragg to set, set uh, Fiber New up as a, uh, uh, skill bridge internship spot. I don't, I don't know how far I'll get with that, but, um, you know, I think just exposing veterans, the people that are ready to transition, um, to just the opportunities out there, whether it's fiber new or another franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can, I can speak specifically to, uh, my experience and, and what fiber new has done for me. And I think it, it's for folks that, that share some of the similar values that I've talked about. Um, you know, it's a great fit it has been for me. And I, I look back with uh, no regrets and I'm, I feel very, uh, like I said, very blessed and fortunate that uh, I made the decisions that I did. That's awesome. Well, you've obviously shared a lot of great information just during this conversation, but if anyone's listening and they're interested, you know, to learn a little bit more or hear more about your own personal experience, can they contact you? And if so, what would be the best way? Yeah. Um, they can always reach out and call uh, my business number is 910 527 five zero five seven um or reach out via email to me at uh fayetteville at fibrenew.com f-i-b-r-e-n-e-w.com and um yeah I'm a, i try to get back with uh customers and anybody asking uh you know through validation calls for the franchise i try to get back to them the one two business days but um i'm happy to speak to them and pay it forward because uh, i mean i had plenty of folks that helped me through this process and uh I want to do the same for uh, other fellow veterans and uh, retirees. That's great. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Megan. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.